0: Welcome to this week's episode of Hit Dice, a real play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons podcast written, hosted, and DM'd by me, Wes Cordell. I know this episode is going to prove satisfying for many of our listeners. Before we get into it, I would just like to give our sponsor a quick shout out. Tabletop Loot supplies our entire table with our dice. And we are head over heels for these dice, guys. Seriously, they're incredible. We love them. It's what we use at my table. It's what you should be using. And if you go pick yourself up some, I'm going to give you 15% off just for tuning in with us, go pick up a set of dice for whatever stage of life that you're in. If you have multiple personality disorder, or if you just like treating yourself, you can pick up four or five. No matter how many sets of dice you buy, I am going to cover 15% of the cost. All you gotta do is enter Hit Dice Pod at checkout. Do yourself a favor, pick up some dice. Secondly, thank you, seriously, for joining us this week. I cannot express How much I love doing this podcast and how overwhelmed I am by the response from you all. Seriously, our numbers are climbing and you guys are talking to us all the time. If you aren't talking to us, please jump in the conversation. Come see us on our official Twitter at HitDicePod and do me a huge favor And leave a review in iTunes. It takes you five seconds. It means the world to me. I will blow you kisses. I will send you thank yous on Twitter. And word on the street is there's going to be a giveaway coming up soon for people who have given us reviews. All of that aside, guys, this episode is really exciting. Our heroes past reared its ugly head, and they took care of it with flying colors. Okay, the colors weren't flying. They took care of it with regular colors, but they still came out on top. And now they get to cash in on that audience with the Council of Lords and finally get some freaking answers there's so many unanswered questions in this campaign so far what is the tearful what is the dragon's revolution what is the strange plume of black smoke rising above the dragon's reach let's find out with them right now together this is episode
1: seven of the demon tits podcast following the adventures of steve the dog
2: are we now the five E Boys? <laughs>
1: we're gonna we're gonna break the mold here because unlike every other fucking podcast you listen to, we are not sponsored by Loot Crate. We are not sponsored the by D-D-B. Blue Apron, <laughs> and we are not fucking sponsored by Casper Mattresses. Will yeah. we get to that point? Fuck yeah, because we're a podcast.
0: <laughs> we are in fact a podcast. A Dude, I'm surprised. Like, we haven't even released the episode yet. I'm kind of surprised they haven't picked up on it. No, like, dude. Hey, hey. No,
1: it's like we're sitting there having beers and we're like, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. We get an email from Blue. Yeah.
0: Hey, we heard you guys were thinking about starting a podcast. We don't know. What we it's don't give about. a fuck what it's about. Yeah, we, Tell people to we, order ingredients.
3: Burgers with hoppy cheddar sauce.
0: <laughs> Just enter the code. Think
1: of, thinking about it. <laughs>
0: Just enter the code said podcast once. <laughs> Everybody's gonna eat. If they were gonna sponsor us, they're not gonna yeah. sponsor us. Gonna now. us we some- just burned that bridge. Yeah, free crates of stuff out of spite. <laughs> we're not gonna sponsor you. Fuck you, but also, would you like
2: can to be have, sponsored? Like, can we have like episode point five of just this like banter? No, That'd be no one would listen to that. Oh,
0: I would. I would. Oh yeah. it's kind of. Oh, everybody
3: but <laughs> me. It. Yeah. What is like in, what the? There should have like was actually the in end. the bottom of the pillows in the crate was just like a bunch of like nerd paraphernalia, <laughs> <laughs> like memorabilia.
0: It was their lanyards to get yeah. into gym no, code, and they didn't no. want anybody yeah. to know. Yeah. The, the crate was. Oh, oh it, was,
3: it was like it was a bracelet hiding a loop crate. No, the
0: crate. It was built with a Casper mattress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, because the Casper mattress, it comes in a and small <laughs> box. But underneath it, mattress. it's all of the ingredients for Blue Apron. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> the cat needed a place to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> they they yes, my mattress arrived. Uh, God, I love
1: that. Of <laughs> our sponsored shit is just in the crate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so for what it's worth, we haven't sold out. We're just making fun of the day we do. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> welcome to Hit Dice Podcast, Episode Seven. What up, slut? Where we play D and D for real, and we have buffalos, dogs. You Ball know. bearings? You know. Owls. tits.
3: Do you
1: believe yeah. for real, when you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> yeah, I have a drink good- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I, I have the name of the last episode, it's The Pale Blue Dot. Talking about your nail. <laughs> 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 Seems appropriate. So, this incredible new character swooped in with a cape on a golden cloud named Steve the Dog and saved the motherfucking day. <laughs> <gonna die>. <laughs> Right. Adelaide fell and busted her ass on some ball bearings and screamed for no reason. (laughs) We knocked out a guard. Uh, Patches O'Houlihan found a (laughs) slick bracelet and some shadow bitch came and stole the real goods. And Guy on the Buffalo got bit by a Rottweiler and laid around (laughs) in the ground for a minute and then did nothing.
2: What's your guy?
4: We knocked out a guy?
1: Calista did not count the game. Oh, we as in you. We as in you and your nipple. <laughs> <laughs> and her. She just me. And Calista's tit fell out.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I like the idea that. I, th- I was kind of. I thought you were gonna do the recap all from Steve the dog's perspective. Ah, fuck. <laughs> missed opportunities. Yeah,
4: that would've been fabulous.
1: To uh, then to I got my ass
0: banged.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, somebody smacked my ass and called Someone. me. <laughs> smacked my ass and called me Steve.
0: <laughs> Put five treats around my neck, slapped my ass, and called me Steve. <laughs> Thursday <laughs> of my life. Thursday was weird. So if you listen listening to us talking about this right now, I can only assume that you enjoyed whatever happened the last episode. Sure. Um, and right, the the people who made that happen, I'm going to introduce right now. I'm going to mix it up. Check this out. Uh, with me, I have Rachel Watkins.
4: Hey, I'm playing Callista, the tiefling bard who can't keep her top on. Aw, uh, Jonathan
3: Ganong. I'm playing Argo Tink-Tink uh the gnome wizard.
2: Adelaide, do you have a last name? Uh, I'm Nina Larson, <laughs> but Adelaide <laughs> is my character. <laughs> she is the half elf <laughs> warlock. I
0: thought you were just playing yourself this whole time.
2: <laughs> I mean, pretty
1: much. Caleb Hex. <laughs> I play Guy Patterson, the drummer from the On uh, Netters
0: on a buffalo. I play a human rogue. I mean, goddamn <laughs> ranger. <laughs> We're really, really good at d d everybody. And uh <laughs> Alan, do you even want me to do you, or are we done now? Do Alan Clark. Um...
3: uh, So, yeah, I'm Alan Clark playing uh, Patches the Hyena, the half-elf rogue.
0: Nice. You all got into some shenanigans the last time, and uh, to my amazement, your your plan worked, and you were able to at least get a message from somewhere in the fog that you all are even now. I think I just got the message, right? Yeah, Yeah, and and, and so, yeah, at this point, you guys are all in the kettle of many things. You're a... plan, I'm doing yeah. air quotes, your plan worked, and everyone's kind of waiting for, everyone's here, Patches is walking in, and Patches, as you're walking into the kettle of many things, you hear a voice call out to you from the night, it just says even, you don't see anybody, it says nothing else. You can see the silhouette of what looks like a dog and a buffalo, one is tied up outside, the other sits obediently. It's a
4: dog <clears> and a buffalo!
0: But uh, Callista's inside playing with mm-hmm. Davian, mm-hmm. and... Do I uh, see
4: Patches come in?
0: If he's coming in. I am coming in. Can and I smell him from I, where
4: I am? Yeah. I wanna like lean over from the stage to one of the servant girls that's nearby and just keep playing and be like, hey, sweetie, pull him a bath. The needs
0: a bath. <laughs> oh, oh, that's why you can smell him. I forgot you smelled like shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You're that's, covered in I've, literal trash. Literal trash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, she does. She goes and she starts to pour him a bath. The bath here is actually really nice. It's one of the reasons that the people come, because after a night in one of the rooms at the Kettle of Many Things, you definitely need a bath. But Pat just walks in, he stinks like shit. Uh, they're running him a bath. You guys are all at the Kettle of Many Things together. So
3: everybody's kind of hanging out mm-hmm. at the bar, other mm-hmm. than Callista, who is I'm playing. I'm on the stage. Also, like, I look at Callista and I like, mm-hmm. point and wink, you know? Like, I wake what back. Up? I don't know what um, it means, but I wake back. So <laughs> Guy, Arwell, and Adelaide, i joined them mm-hmm. before I go to my bath.
2: Oh God! You smell bad.
3: I know. Hmm. I know. I do. It's I <laughs> it's really affecting me as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, I like I sort of quickly tell them um, I got something from the, from the crate, but I don't think it's what they were after. The Thieves Guild. Mm-hmm. It's just a bracelet. We should definitely inspect the the bracelet. But someone came down. <laughs> took <laughs> some other stuff that was hidden out of the crate and was immediately gone. I have a feeling it was that awesome, awesome, awesome cat thief who was so fucking cool. Keep your dig in your pants. Let me see the bracelet. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: You're He's really good. Alyssa's <laughs> not hearing
3: us. <laughs> Let me see the bracelet. Um,
2: <clears throat> Pasha's got a crush. So,
3: but anyway, I also got a message that we're even. So we did our job. I'm going to go take a bath. Peace. Cool.
0: And yeah, as as Patches is talking to you all, Calista is playing her dulcimer. She's playing, and those djembe drums are just, yeah, rhythmically going, and this dulcimer is just playing perfectly along with them. The girls are dancing. The patrons are far too drunk uh, to even notice that you guys are coming in here. A few do, like, kind of like, an, um, like a, a, one of those ammonia tablets. When Patches comes in, it just wakes a few of them up from their drunk. Maybe that sobers them up just a little bit. But as you're walking over, you're talking to these guys, letting them know what happened. You hear Madame's voice, and she's like, Oh, good, you're all here. Something came for you. I wasn't supposed to give it to you till everybody got back. And she slides a envelope across the counter to you guys, and she just turns her back and walks away. God, Blue Apron is persistent. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to grab it yeah. and open it up. You open it up, and your golden dragon ring is inside of it. There's also there's also just a, a small note inside of it, and you pull it out, and you see that that, that dragon signet ring inside of it, uh, made of pure gold. There's also a little note, and the note just says, Great friends, with a period at the end of it. I'm assuming <laughs> that's from Ost. Aust-
4: Most likely. So we are now in with the, the highest echelon goes. of the city and the lowest. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We got can't go wrong. I like how this is coming mm-hmm. together. It's good. Choices.
1: <laughs> well, I give it to someone more responsible than myself. So
2: you can toss it up to the stage. I just catch it. And like it's like <laughs> a dragon scale. <laughs> um, let's go get pretty for the council.
0: Yeah, it's like it would be the. It would be like four in the morning at this point. It's oh, I'm going late. Late. I'm
4: going to finish this song and then get up. Give Davian a little kiss on the cheek, <coughs> head up uh-huh. upstairs for bed, yep. good performing buddies. I'm going to
1: destroy some biscuits and gravy and then gonna go and sleep on the i peek in to Patches or
4: him and see if he's alone, and then go to my room.
1: Out of character, I'm very jealous of your
3: relationship
5: with Davian. I <laughs> like <laughs> 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 Davian
4: so
5: much. He's very attractive man. He just, yeah, Davian
0: sits up there. His he, he just has his enormous dreadlocks pulled into a bun, uh, he has those bright colors just adorning his entire body. He has dark ebony skin, muscled arms from carrying those Jimbei drums around. And as he plays them, the tiny bells on them just kind of jingle as he plays. And he just wears that big smile on his face. Uh, he seems excited to see all of you. Um, he's just kind of excited that all of you here. And he's playing his heart out. And then as Calista leans in, like, give him a little kiss on the cheek. He does miss just a quick beat, and then he just continues to play like the professional bard that he is. He doesn't wink at patches because you smell like dog shit right now.
5: But
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like in, like I'm You're in the back. We're going to bed now? I think some people are. I stumble and then Ori is just bobbing her head to the beat. And Madame
0: is just working behind the bar. Uh, You all see this, just like this, she's just a reminder. She's this plump female half-orc with intricate, brightly colored clothing all over her. She wears just way too much makeup and has numerous moles and warts all over her face. She dresses in gaudy furs, even in the heat of this midsummer festival. Even like all that aside, she just carries this air of importance with her. Like you're you're just inclined to respect her when she comes up and speaks to you. She don't sweat, she glistens. Yeah. That's the fucking best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I've got like Christopher
1: Lloyd belly from Dennis the Menace when he eats all those beans. So I'm glistening <laughs> a little too. Are you guys still jamming? Oh,
3: specific memories.
1: Are they still jamming? So I was like, I'm just no, playing. Finished.
4: I left the stage. I'm done.
0: Oh, okay, I go back. But. I go to
1: bed. On the so way I'm by mean,
4: the bar, um, I'm gonna take movie. half so the good. silver that we earned and yeah. drop it off for Madame.
0: She gives you a little nod. She doesn't go right for it. She's in no hurry to take that money, and she's yeah. confident I, no I, one's gonna take it. I like they just have like a
4: basket on the bar that that's for anyway. Like, sure. The girls throw their tips in. You
0: put like, it in the basket.
4: Yeah change into a normal shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You take
0: off your dragon's this
4: nightgown that's like turtleneck mm-hmm. long sleeves down mm-hmm. to my ankles that I sleep in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you guys are going Is everyone going to go to bed after yeah. you get oh, done yeah. taking your bath? So Patches doesn't smell as much mm-hmm. like shit anymore. It's probably going to take a few I, days like, to come out.
3: I, well, like I... And I also want to like clean my leather armor.
0: So Patches comes to bed a little later than everybody, but you all are able to take a long rest after your shenanigans. And so we're, we so are we're waking,
3: waking the up. This yeah. next day, we're waking up. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes.
3: Cool. Yeah. Long rest happening. Okay. You should go to the
0: Lord's Council. Yeah,
4: have I think to Put so on too. something appropriate for going to greet dignitaries.
0: You all walk up through Raven's Bluff. Um, the festival isn't in full swing yet. That kind of happens after the lunch hours, and it happens throughout into the night. All of the entertainers right now are just coming out of their places. They're setting up their tents. There are so many merchants. A lot of them call out to you. They all seem particularly interested in Calista. Just like seeing a tiefling with a dulcimer, it's such a strange sight. Many people keep just goading you and being like "Ah, you should
4: work for me you should work for me we can make a lot of money together Uh, you can never pay me what i'm worth sweetie there is uh
0: there is however a dwarven woman who approaches you on your way up to this she has a beautiful silver beard that she has braided she has her hair pulled back into two uh spiraling braids at the side of her head and her body is covered in tattoos All of her tattoos seem to be moving, though. Like, her tattoos of dragons are breathing fire, and the tattoo she has of a spider is constantly weaving a web around her arm. She has a candle that seems to be ever-burning tattooed onto her forearm. Fucking bullshit. And and, and she just walks out and is like, Can I interest any of you in a tattoo? (gasps) Yes. (laughs) I mean, absolutely. And I look at her and I'm like, Holy fucking shit, what's going on with your body? Name's Belinda Brosk. I'll give you the finest tattoos you've ever seen. Just look at mine, like I got them yesterday. I'm 140 years old, got these when I was 20.
2: I'd like to roll insight on her. Sure. See if her tattoo business is legit.
0: She's gonna give you that hepatitis. Girl. Girl,
2: she's trying to trick us. Yeah, I mean, mean, we're so bad
0: at insight. You guys should stop (laughs) rolling insight. She's literally covered in these tattoos. Like, you're inclined to believe she's good at it. Yeah. It's a pretty Mm -hmm. interesting thing to see. She did her
4: own tattoos? How would you do work like that on yourself?
0: The only one I did on myself is the candle. My mentor taught me all of this. Uh, as a little girl, an entertainer with him, and I've uh, broken away and now I'm doing it myself.
4: Off on your own, congratulations.
0: I would like a tattoo of a hyena. Laughing? Yeah, laughing. 200 gold pieces. Uh, Okay.
4: (laughs) Hold on, hold on. What about some free advertising?
0: I don't don't need no advertising.
4: We oh, no. we uh we won the competition yesterday. We're gonna be really well known.
0: The trial of lords, huh? Indeed. You wouldn't be trying to get a starving artist give away her work now, oh, would honey, you?
4: Oh, honey, you barely look starving. <laughs> she, she yeah. She smacks her gut thing. and she's like, ah!
0: She like gives out a big. She like roars some laughter and she's like, uh, roll, roll a persuasion for me. Okay. Oh, I, want want
3: like, I want to help it like I want to help and say, Callista's right. Long term, this is gonna be to your benefit.
2: She shows a lot of skin, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can oh, uh, wow. roll
0: support with the. Oh, is it a one? Yeah. Uh, no tactics
2: for us. Uh, judging,
0: judging by that dulcimer on your back, you're an artist yourself. You understand how far a single copper piece can go.
4: I also understand how poor Patches is. You get, can't blame me for trying. i
0: not <laughs> fair enough for uh, t- <laughs> <laughs> I said I'd pay for it. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to help uh, you out, buddy. 200 gold pieces seems fair to me. Oh, Normally yeah. I'd charge six.
3: I'll pay it. I want a fucking hyena tattoo. So yeah, What do you want bad. it? Um, I want it uh, on <laughs> the top of my forearm. Just, uh-huh. below just, just,
0: just below the weenus? Just below the weenus? Okay. Yes. So on its maw. Yeah. So it is, this, it is this like Sailor Jerry style <laughs> hyena, and it sits still with its mouth closed. You can see its fangs and every once in a while it just opens its maw and you can see all of its teeth like it's laughing. Though no noise emits from it. You can just see it's open its maw and then its mouth kind of pulse yes. back and forth and then shut back close. It takes like an hour to do this. Oh, that's really quick. Yeah.
2: I want to get a tattoo also. Is I'm there time? thoroughly
0: <laughs> impressed. Here we go.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm no, 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 do it. Yeah, yeah, do I'm it. never going to meet the Council of
0: Lords. Dude, it's two weeks later and you guys
2: walk in
3: covered and tattoos. To, like, <laughs> I say to Calissa, I wasn't poor before, but, but now
2: no. I am. <laughs> that's <laughs>
0: that's yeah, she looks at you and she's like, uh, and for you? So you're interested.
2: Well, I don't really know what the... Faye, in particular, looks like as I've never been there, but I would like to get a collarbone tattoo in honor of them. I want white threads and black threads kind of coming across my collarbones to meet in the middle, moving and twisting, like good versus evil, logic versus emotion. You have really it's, thought It's about interpretive. This. It's interpretive.
0: Uh, so, a couple of white and black lines going across your chest and okay. intertwining in the middle into a knot.
2: Different thicknesses, yeah.
0: Uh, 100 gold pieces. It's a pretty simple tattoo.
2: You got it. I'm so down for this.
0: Yeah, so it burns into you and it's not like a needle gun. It's almost like she's jabbing this thing into you. And as she's giving you both these tattoos, they don't move as she gives them to you. But then under her breath, she mumbles a couple of words. And as she mumbles these words, you see the ink kind of come to life and start to do what she said um, it would. I want that to is so cool.
3: use Ori, because I already saw that she whispered something mm-hmm. on patches. So when she does it to her, I want to see if I can hear through sure. Ori mm-hmm. what she says.
0: Ooh, this will be fun, actually. Um, <laughs> Twenty. You speak, you speak Draconic, so you know exactly yeah, what she says. I do. She leans in, and in Draconic she whispers one single word, though it sounds like a mumbled mess. Mm-hmm. You were able to make it out. She says the word color in Draconic as she leans down and speaks to these tattoos, and when she speaks that word, they come to life.
3: Hmm. I might be interested. Um, how much would be like a tattoo of moving gears with an owl flying by?
0: Ooh, a little intricate. For the gears? hundred gold pieces for the owl. You want them flying just, over it so you can't see just, the gears or above them? Could you have the owl just like every now and then just swoop by and then disappear? You want it, uh, you want it flying over top the gears? Yeah. Covering them completely? Sure. Seven hundred gold pieces ought to do it.
2: I'm good. Okay. Just wondering. I could just do the gears from gears? one. Right uh, now, multiple sessions. We'll get multiple sessions.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'll do that. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, so she starts to, she does this tattoo. Um, and it's... I take off my,
3: like, uh, glove. Yeah, my yeah, arcane focus, and I have it on my arm. Uh,
0: is it just two gears, kind of? Oh, uh, yeah, several gears, kind of just yeah. turning. Okay, turning with each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you, you guys don't get these tattoos. It's been about three hours at this point. Because <laughs> <laughs> mine is like, like a Celtic knot,
2: because that's what I was imagining.
3: Um, and absolutely. When she whispers, I'm gonna have Ori listen again and see if it's the same. Yep. Well, you're you're there. I mean, your head's like beside hers okay, as well, she leans 21. down.
0: With a twenty-one, yeah, she does. She leans down in draconic, she whispers color. Interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you guys have three tattoos now. Woo! Um, living <laughs> tattoos, Lord specifically. Yeah, it's been about three hours, so the sun's kind of <laughs> crusted across the sky. <laughs> Hell yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay, now I think we can go
4: <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, to right. the Lord's <laughs> Council. Uh, go see the castle. <laughs> go where we meant to? Yes,
0: let's... <laughs> <laughs> those are cool tattoos. Right. Add those to your descriptions. So you guys are actually going to the castle now?
4: Yeah. Yes. Okay. God, yes.
0: As you come up through Raven's Bluff, you, do, you walk through the town. You see all of these uh, wagons, all of these animals that have been pulling them, all of the people with them, getting up and out of them. As you come through here, the road, like will described to you all, it becomes really steep as it comes up into the Earthfast Mountains where the castle is built into the base of. And as you're coming up this road, it just kind of falls down beside you as you come up it. The castle at the uppermost part of Raven's Bluff is tightly surrounded by a fortified wall. Once you get past that wall, which you're able to do very easily with your bronze ring, you can see the practicality of this castle's design. is obvious. It doesn't seem to be made for the sake of one family's fancies. Instead, all of its spires and buildings and rooms seem to actually be separate entities, though they appear from a distance to be intertwined. The city's many authorities are each assigned a different area within this castle. The Ministry of Art, Lord Marshal, the Lord Magistrate, the Clerical Circle, the Advisory Council, and of course, the Council of Lords. You are quickly escorted to their audience chamber as soon as you show all three of these rings to any of the authorities near you. The chamber as you come into it is filled with natural light. A giant chandelier sits hanging above this room, and it's tucked tightly up into a high ceiling. Through the framework of all of the windows, though it is beautiful and ornate, it seems each individual piece of glass between them is built so that it can open.
3: Did we walk past the clerical?
0: No, 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 no. You would have, I mean, you would have, like, you wouldn't have known, unless you asked specifically, like, where it was. Okay. Would you like to do that? Uh, no. But maybe someday? (laughs) The framework in these windows is really intricate, almost like stained glass, but it seems like each different piece of glass is, can actually open, and all of these pieces are open right now and this natural light is just pouring through. Cool air is coming down from the Earthfast mountains and even in the midsummer heat, it's cooling this chamber as you all sit in here. It causes all of the enormous curtains and the multitude of potted plants in this chamber to just kind of dance in the wind as it blows through. A green carpet leads up the center of the chamber and at the end of it Four men sit between two mountain ledges with enormous ravens perched upon each. One looks more like a down-on-his-luck veteran mercenary than a power among merchants and nobility. His hair is an unruly thicket of gray and white. He has a large red nose with a single wart on it. His joints seem to be knotted by many ill-healed breaks. His expression sits somewhere between sullen and grim. Uh, and he speaks out to you. Congratulations. Congratulations representatives of the council. Not something easy to come by. You should be proud of yourselves. And you didn't come as soon as you got the rings. I respect that. In no rush it means you got better things to do than all the other ones who come running in here right when they finish. Fashionably late. My name's uh, Colden, Colden Rizimer. A small live man with blonde hair sits beside him. He constantly wears a half cocked smile on his face. He has alarmingly bushy black eyebrows that sit just above sparkling black eyes that seem to miss nothing in the room. And after Calden speaks to you all, he says, my name is Subrisk Swylith. Perhaps, friends, we can make business this day. The man to his side has a curly head of hair that sits atop of a very thin frame. His robes alone make him look of great import. Gaunt features make his face appear very serious. And the color under his eyes suggests that he has gotten little sleep in the past many days. He constantly, rhythmically touches his fingers to his thumb, one at a time, as if he's calculating. And he says nothing to you all. The last man is a very handsome man with elaborate clothing. He wears bright reds and rich purples. He has a cloth hat bunched on top of his head with a bright flower on top of it. An enormous smile seems permanently stamped beneath an enormous mustache. He laughs out, (laughs) You done fine, friends, if we had heroes like this every day. We'd consider ourselves lucky. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Eustable, Eustable Tarthy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's okay, friend. Laugh. It's good for you. Dr. You Us- used to bulldoze your mother. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <what> it <laughs> and the uh, the quiet man who said perhaps that you all could do business at some point speaks up just a bit. Subrask? Subrask does speak up a bit, he says. And you all will introduce yourselves, I imagine.
3: Uh, my name's Arbel. I i Arnold Garwin.
0: I'm a professor at Think of Spark Spring. I know the school well. Welcome. Congratulations.
2: I'm um, Adelaide. I am a student at Think of Spark Springs.
0: You bring your students to the Trial of Lords? If they're worthy.
2: Yeah, I'm going yeah. to be on the whole student thing now. I'm out in the world. <laughs> I'm more of a TA.
3: <laughs> you know how we are at Think of Spark Spring. You learn best when you have your hands in it. I'm Patches and, you know, I... <laughs> I do things. I'm here and there, and that's about it. Glad to have you here.
0: Uh, and you, just, you do notice a spark of recognition in his eye as you say patches. He, like, though he's quiet and he's soft-spoken and he seems analytic of everyone, even as everyone's talking, when you say patches, you do notice him like turn his head toward you just for a second, and he catches your eye, and then he looks to the both of you. I'm Guy Fieri,
1: but most of my friends just call me Guy.
0: Is your last name really canonically Guy Fieri now? Yes. Okay, great. (laughs) Oh,
4: God. Uh,
0: Speaking of great ingredients, Blue Apron.
2: (laughs) Are we gonna get sued? Blue Apron is a
4: one-way ticket to Flavor (laughs)
0: Flavortown. Fuck,
1: right?
4: (laughs) Celista Astorio, collector of stories, writer, musician, dancer.
0: A native, if I'm not mistaken. I've heard of your works. Congratulations. And as they go to it, Calden speaks out to all of you, and he's like, And why do you seek the Council of Lords? No one just does this to do this. It's no easy task.
2: We're curious about that bloom of black smoke.
0: You would be. Everyone is. We offer an award, and by all means, if you all can get us even a shred of information, we'll pay you handsomely. You know, we've sent out 20 men. 15 women all told us they'd come back with an answer all came back blinded and scorched. What do you plan to do differently? Were not, not get blinded or scorched.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> A good plan so far. I assure you they all had the same thought in mind.
4: Do you know anything about what their plans were going in?
0: No plans have been spoken to of us. Okay. I, I imagine that they thought that they had the tools and the strength and the experience necessary. Mind you, we didn't, send, we didn't send nobodies out there to do this. Of course. They suffered the same trials as you. Uh, Some of them trusted on our council for many years. Tomolas, tell them. Uh, And the one who remained quiet in front of all of you, he speaks up. They all came back and they said they couldn't see. They got out there and the closer they got, the brighter the sun shone. It burned their eyes and it burned their skin. But they weren't able to tell us more. That's how they've all described it. Like the sun, they said. You can't grab it. You can't see it. And all it does is scorch your skin from your bones. Did they all go out during the day? No. Uh, A few had the same thought you just did. Perhaps we'll go at night. Sun can't touch you then, right? They came back with the same explanation as everyone else. Hard of seeing. Hard of explaining. Scared out of their wits. We're
1: forever grateful to be your champions and are excited about the conquest ahead of us. And just to, uh see that this goes smoothly. Is there any way that you could give us a bit of upfront capital so we could potentially buy some magical means to protect ourselves from God knows what dangers lie
0: ahead?
2: We promise we won't spend it on tattoos.
0: Subrask speaks out. Being a representative of the council is the payment for being a representative of the council. You have special means, people we can connect you with, specifically Moltark, captain of the dancing raven. His ship is always at your disposal. You can take it out when you feel you are ready. That's pretty cool. You can find a ship at Port Eleven. Can't miss it. Giant Raven on the front. We definitely know where Port Eleven is. (laughs) He just the whole time he's talking to you all, just rhythmically is touching his fingers to his thumb as he looks out at all of you.
4: Penny, for your thoughts.
3: I don't know what you mean. You seem to be a I do what he's
0: doing, calculating man. Uh, He just puts his hand down and doesn't say (laughs) anything. Uh, And when you call him a calculating man, Calden goes, (laughs) like he lets out like (laughs) a quick little laugh at him. Which one? Calden? Calden, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Eustable speaks up and he's like, "Ah, it ain't nice to be making fun of your lords. Show him a little respect. And uh, he just, like, gives, he gives like, a uh, like a lie smile to Subrask. And the whole time, Tomalas just, like, has his gaze locked on you all. He doesn't seem to be interacting with them whatsoever. No, I, I
4: ask out of deep respect, actually. Anyone yeah, who's thinking that much must have something to contribute.
0: Yeah, I said it the exact same. I'm well, you don't get onto the Council of Lords. Not thinking, not calculating. We're all powers among merchants, though some of us may not seem it. And he gives a wink to Calden, and he's like, ah, but nonetheless, we're all powers in Raven's Bluff. Uh, elected by the people, believe it or not. Subrask of all of us, he's good with the numbers. He's good with the plans, with the calculating.
4: I feel like he's good with the reading of people, too. Better than most. Mm.
0: Better than us. Of all of these
4: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is better <laughs> than From what I've heard, everyone <laughs> is. <laughs> you are right there. Should we be doing insight checks right now on these guys? I don't know.
0: Should we do a group? <laughs> yeah. Turns out this—you guys six. all walk out being like that wasn't the Council of Lords. <laughs> with
1: all the accounts of the effects that people have come back being affected by whatever the hell this is out there, with all the stories you guys would know as uh, as wise leaders, is there anything that you can think that this would possibly be some sort of magical creature or some sort of dark force that you might be familiar with? Subrask,
0: tell them what you think. Well, uh, we do live in the north. Many untamed wilds sit among us. Uh, The dragon's reach is rich in lore and history alike. Could be many things, dangerous things. Uh, Judging by the way that our, our other representatives came back, I'd imagine dangerous things is most likely. We recently
1: fought a wormy little baby dragon and he spoke of an event that he referred to as the Tearfall. Does that seem uh, to ring a bell with any of you dudes?
0: Uh, And they all actually do go quiet and they look to Eustable, all of them. And Eustable looks around to the rest of them and says, told ya." And he looks to you and he's like, Tearfall, haven't heard a single one of our representatives say that yet. And it's good to hear you say it because I think that you're onto something here. Lore has it, okay. no history books, but uh, the wives around here would tell you. The dragons were fighting the gods. They wanted this planet as their own. The only way they could see to do so was to rain their eggs down from the sky. win 'em them over with sheer numbers, take the Titans down with force. Some people think that their eggs fell from the sky and they cracked open and the dragons tried to take over the land. That's all we know of it, but you're not the first to bring it up to me.
1: Have you? i give you
0: inspiration for bringing it up to me. What
4: up? Hey. Who, who was the first?
0: Just word around town. I'm uh, I'm a man of the people. You hear certain things, eventually you piece them all together. Yeah. Certain parts of the story, they repeat. As I'm sure you know. And uh, those seem to be the ones that ring true.
4: We seem to have indication that there's a second instance of this incoming, potentially. Well, we heard that.
0: As I'm sure you know, and have already discerned, we need someone to prove that. Do you know of any sort of
1: dragon creature that causes blindness as one of its uh, defensive techniques?
0: Uh, not that I know of. Uh, there's been, I mean, many rumored dragons around here. The land seems to attract them. <laughs> but uh, we've made a comfortable place in it for ourselves as well. I'm not the man to talk to about history and dragons. I'm the man to talk to about wives' tales and rumors. I hear plenty of those.
1: Hey, okay, sometimes the tabloids have very uh, valid points in them.
2: Well, who do we go to to talk about history? Husband. I want the history of That's order. just an old
0: husband's tale. <laughs> we have a library in the town. Being representatives of the Council of Lords, you all have access to pretty much anything we do, except the private chambers and the meetings that we have privately amongst ourselves for the people. But besides that, should be able to easily make connections, get whatever information you're looking for. Hopefully at this point you you have a few connections because the fact that we don't know should say a lot to you. It does. I'd, uh, I'd say first and foremost, if you're looking to look at the Black Plume, uh, instead of looking to books, it'd be best to really figure out what the source of this is. If you got anybody who can help you out, or if you got an idea yourselves to get out there, I suggest you put it into action. I suggest you call on those favors.
3: Anybody or any institution who knows
0: a lot about dragons in town? Maybe someone on More our... More than you, maybe? Maybe someone on our advisory council. Uh, though many of them are mages lost in their own thoughts. We've got one I guess we could put you in contact with. He's not a real responsive fella. Uh, hard to talk to. Goes by the name Isaac's. Oh, we know him. Considered yeah. his way. He likes us. We're friends. <laughs> Consider yourselves lucky, then. We do. Well, yeah. Hard to get along
3: with, if you ask He's me. He's kind of in our debt.
4: He's kind of our patron.
3: Same thing. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have someone I could talk to you about who like outfits any of your expeditions? Well,
0: like we said, we don't outfit the expeditions.
3: You just. Have Anyone in town who is a particularly advanced smithy, or oh, we've got plenty of good smithies in town, of course, um, or just who can is like a tinkerer of sorts. I, I have an idea. Just a random. Well, one. I'd it. like to talk to that person about.
4: I mean, keep in mind you got a couple of locals with you too. We're gonna just move. need like a
3: really nice parasol.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. well,
2: a yeah, I was going to see
3: Some sunscreen <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've heard about maybe having like blind sight or not blindsight, but like uh, Dark vision goggles I'd like to see if maybe like, someone Is opposite. interested in doing, yeah, the opposite huh. Just
0: as an idea Interesting yeah. uh, It ain't a bad thought mm. Talk to Thundershout Thundershout Best blacksmith in town, if you ask me blacksmith in the vast, some would say.
1: I mean, it would seem to me as being a a traveled adventurer and I've seen all kinds of crazy creatures all over the place. I mean, I wouldn't imagine that whoever's causing this blindness is some sort of, uh, you know, just a person like a powerful wizard. I would imagine it would be some sort of creature. Would a beholder be uh, able to to cause blindness when we, with one of its death ray powers?
0: Level 2. Well, I mean, but I, you know, I would
1: have heard of a fucking
0: beholder, right? Uh, you would have probably. Real nature. Oh,
5: yeah,
0: yeah. You did see the show with the oh, beholder, net right? Money. Really? Yeah. You know a lot about beholders, right. actually. Um, you you ask this question, and you realize you probably know more than these guys know. Um, though beholders <laughs> are essentially just like tyrants and death machines, you don't know of anything that would have that could blind a person like they probably just they have no real reason for it it's just like they probably just disintegrate you if they had the opportunity
1: All Right, that's true
0: i have a question in town here in
3: uh within the castle walls is there a clerical institution
0: <laughs> the the clerical circle is uh, just just a few buildings away from ours you can oh, go yeah. talk to them. Or if you want to see a temple, we have many temples around town.
3: Not necessarily. I'm just curious uh,
0: where the... So as you
3: said, it's a couple buildings <laughs> away.
0: Two down. Can't miss it. Got the uh, religious symbols on the windows. Perfect. Thank what you. What
3: are you thinking, Patches? Uh, nothing. Don't worry about it. Never. Nothing. I mean, nothing Nothing crazy. No, nothing crazy. Hey. I'm just curious.
0: So, yeah, as you guys were all talking, uh, a finely dressed man walks out in just these dark purple robes and he has a box with him. He walks in front of all of you and he opens it. And there seem to be these ebony black obsidian rings. And there are five of them. Each of them has a uh, raven embossed into it uh, and he just presents it to you. Eustable just looks out to all of you and says, proof of being a representative. All right,
3: you guys I all I have... the ring. Ha.
0: If there's anything we can help you all with, Let us know, but uh, most likely if you need it, and you approach them, and you're wearing these rings, they'll mm, probably help you out. You're a representative of us now, and by that, an extension of us.
1: I think that it would be wise for us to go and talk to anyone around town that has experienced, uh, has come back from this blind or whatever, Mm to see if they remember anything that might be of importance Mm -hmm. And I think if we can figure out what this, the source of this may be, if we can find some sort of magical effects or equipment that would help us get past some of this bullshit, that would be in our best uh, interest. I think that's it. I think you've been a genius. I'm so drunk right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One last thing before we head out. Yes, Uh, we
4: literally could. uh,
1: Lords. Is there anyone in this town in particular that you can think of that might be able to have some insight as to what we're possibly going up against if it were a a beast, an evil beastie?
0: Tomalas speaks out for the second time in this meeting. We've accepted certain people like yourselves onto the council to solve just these things. We have no idea what's going on out there, and we only have the reports we've already given you. We've addressed all of our own contacts and tried to solve this Internally, but so far, no luck. We'll continue to send people out until this is solved, of course, but we've already put most of our resources onto it.
1: I like your idea about the night vision goggles. I don't even know
3: if it's actually going to be very effective, but I would like to talk to him about some ideas. Well, it seems... Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. David.
5: <laughs> I, I think it's going to be more magical, so I don't know. You <laughs> put night
3: vision
0: on, you're, not, you're
4: like,
1: extra blind.
4: <laughs> yeah. I actually burned my eyes out of my head.
1: It's like, they can't blind us if we're already blind. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, so goodness.
2: what was the importance um, of the uh, Maltark, the captain of the Dancing Raven? He can get us anywhere? Or he needs we can, can, us, use, we can, a can ship. use a
3: ship to get anywhere Got if we need
2: it. to. Yeah. I think I'd like to
4: visit the library.
1: Are there potions that, that cure fucking blindness? Um, possibly. Is that a thing? Is there a spell that we um, could learn?
3: No, I don't know if there's- I think it'd learn. be more like cleric things, It's not really spells. Scrolls, like Divine-based. Oh, I'm just saying that I think it'd be don't more divine-based. Don't say the C based. word around patches. Um, in the meantime, I feel like Speaking we're pretty much done with the conversation, so I sneak- I, I don't sneak, but i would like, just leave. Yeah. Um. He's I run. I run. The the I run two buildings down, and just throw a hundred ball bearings on the steps
0: <laughs> to the cleric. Yeah. So, okay. No one's coming out or anything right now. But and then I,
3: no, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah, you hundred ball bearings onto the steps, and then I just run back.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> 7,
1: <laughs> <average> <laughs> Did you say that you every thought ball bearing? A, a, a cleric would be able to heal us if we got blinded out there?
4: Greater restoration, potentially.
1: We're not having a cleric out Why don't we just hire a cleric to come with us? Because. Because Patches, patches. will kill
4: them. Hates well, too bad he doesn't <laughs> have to talk
1: to Patches. We need somebody that can
3: cure blindness. I'm not hanging out, out with there. any goddamn clerics. We, well, don't we, need, are... we don't need clerics.
2: We'll solve this around. Yeah, right?
3: we got it. We, we... With
2: books and spells and connections. Good is Isaac. We're committed. Fuck Logic and science. And
1: prejudice. <laughs> Alright, I
4: can't wait to see you.
1: I cannot wait to be a team of blind cave salamander adventurers. (laughs) Whatever, bro.
2: (laughs) I want to talk to Isaacs. Isaacs.
1: You want to go over to his house? Yeah. I'm down with that. Are we at Isaac's house, Nat? now? Yep.
0: (laughs) Yay! (gasps) Hello, fuckers, I was expecting you. Yeah, you guys do go back to Isaac's. It's a skinny two-story home. It's built very well and there's smoke kind of constantly pouring out of it. Sometimes it has the smell of a fire, other times the smell of burning chemicals. But um, as you all knock on the door, a small girl actually opens it. She has bright red hair. She wears a small witch's hat with a short point at the top and tiny pigtails. She wears cloth clothing that are Dull yellows and reds, and she has a tiny wand tucked into the side of her pants. Is she taller than me? She's about, <laughs> she's about the same size as Arwal.
5: Oh, I love her.
0: And she's just like, um. <clears throat> I like her too. Master Isaacs isn't taking visitors right now. What's
1: your name, little bro, uh, dear?
2: Mallory Slottle. Well, Mallory, we're a friend of Gumble's, actually. Is he with Isaac right now?
3: Yes.
0: Who are you?
2: We're his friends
3: he's
0: our patron oh does this (laughs) ring ring and she like swings the door open and just turns around and walks back inside Um, you can see Isaacs is sitting over a table uh, and he seems to be concocting something he looks over his shoulder and it seems it went well friends
1: pretty much but we're still flying blind get it Hmm.
0: (laughs) because all of the other adventurers are blind (laughs) it's like a back and forth kind of thing that's
1: (laughs) right
4: do get funnier when you explain them yeah
1: (laughs) Well, we're he about to truffles. go. We're about to take the Raven ship out to potentially become blinded and scorched. <laughs> I'm not
4: sure we're like about to do that. I mean, I'm going. That's uh, what they
0: hired us for? When you mention this, he stands up and uh, just we just left and just got on the ship <laughs> and set You know what? In. Let's just let's just take our chances. Yellow swag. Let's do um, yeah, it. Despite that the heat, Isaacs is wearing many layers of colorful robes. He has a long white beard and he has long white hair to match it. He. Stands up from this, what looks like a laboratory bench, and he leans heavily on an uh, on his staff and on his shoulder. You see Gumbel, just a, a small red pseudo-dragon with its scorpion tail poised up, and you can hear it just kind of chirping and purring as he's standing up from this table and, like, leaning on his stick. Dory hoots. Yeah. <laughs> um, as he's leaning on it, I assumed you would come to this conclusion, and I've been giving it some thought. I've contacted someone... At a library, uh, not in this town, but a dear friend. He should be in contact with you over the next ten days or so by the name of Abbas Constance. Abbas? A reliable source of information. Uh, Expect to give him something in return, though, but but I want to hear uh, what you all have in mind. What was said at the Council of Lords? And then I'll chime in. Let you know what they I think. They
4: don't know much more than anybody else. Um
0: as I suspected.
4: Yeah. Oh well, they're trying. Um they had, and I don't know if this is gonna turn out to be related or not, but they were the first people we've asked that have actually heard of the tearfall. Um they know of it not from history but from lore and old wives' tales. So that was interesting.
1: And some
0: um, hopefully old wives my tales. friend Abbas will be of assistance to you in that regard.
4: Yeah, and the only other thing that... I mean, we'd heard that people were coming back blind and, I guess, burned. But they described it as the sun.
2: I have the idea of the goggles, possibly, if it's possible to even make them. But it's not just eyes, it's skin, too. Is there some sort of suit of armor or something that could reflect heat? It's probably a Paylor
3: thing. Like, he's a dick, right?
0: Now that, I've had young Mallory here take care of. As I said... I've given it some thought. And as your patron, it's the least I can do. Uh, And he reaches up and kind of scratches under Gumbel's chin. He just like purrs and chirps as he does it. And he just smiles at all of you. Mallory, bring them out. And she brings out these five bottles of bright orange liquid that almost seems to be glowing. I, uh, I'm afraid I won't be of assistance with your eyesight, but drink this. It'll certainly keep you from getting burned. At least two hours. Young Mallory herself has made it for you.
5: Mallory, I swear job, to God, Isaac, that these
0: are Tide Pods. He's on to us, Mallory. Run! <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> what, do you,
0: what do you call this concoction? Uh, it's uh, by my calculations. If you're getting burned, uh, a potion of fire resistance Ooh. should surely do the trick to keep your skin safe because I've heard that the people who came back had serious burn wounds.
5: Yes.
0: uh, And the physicians dressed them, and the clerics saw to them, and they all came to the same conclusion, so whatever's causing it should be um, lessened by these potions at the very least.
1: Do you think that we could potentially find some sort of magic user or business uh, owner around here that could give our armor fire resistance or things of that nature?
0: Even for the gold that I have given you as your patron, I have a hard time believing you'll be able to afford it for all five of you. I here, Dad. That. That's high magic.
3: We also just got these fucking sick-ass tattoos. <laughs> <That> <laughs> is want to see
0: them?
2: I want to talk to Mallory. You made these potions? How long have you been studying under Isaac?
0: Isaacs has been my master for two years now.
2: Wow, you're doing great. That's awesome, and girl. And I'm going to
0: be better than him one day. I'm
2: glad to be your friend then. I mean I hope we can be friends. I look at Isaacs for his response to that statement.
0: He just he just chuckles. (laughs) Honestly,
2: like little little Adelaide is Mallory. Overly
0: proficient. I'm a prodigy. So, I'm so going to do big I? things.
2: Awesome. Me too.
0: And the only reason we would be friends is because you know something I don't.
2: Well, mm. I know a lot of things you don't, Mallory.
0: Well, you're welcome for the potions.
2: Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yes.
0: Uh, she's so, she shows much promise, and she kind of, like, walks back to the table and starts working on something. And, uh, I go over and hang out with her while she's working on something. Yeah, she looks at you and just, like, like, gets a little attitude with you and kind of, Points Boy, like, her back. I, I, you guys are just kind of playing this game for a while where she's like just being a little brat about it. We're um, the same height anyways. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right. What do you mean? Um, you know, Isaacs, so if you'd like her to gain some social skills, um, I could arrange for her to spend some time with the cattle. <laughs>
0: uh, that's uh, not the place I'd like to be sitting I mean, it's well it for
2: her, me. I made friends.
0: Her parents are dear friends and they frowned upon it. And despite the heavy ego that comes with that one, she truly is gifted for her age. Mm -hmm.
2: Usually
1: the good ones are cocky.
0: She's gonna do big things.
2: I just love her so much.
1: Well, I appreciate the potions. I'm kind of down to go to the library and read up on weird beast. Let's go to the library!
0: (laughs) Nerd!
3: (laughs) (laughs) While that's happening, I'm gonna cast Detect Magic and I'm just looking at where she was working. That's like a ritual that takes a while, right? No, no, no,
0: You can cast it. Oh, just cast it? Okay, so you cast Detect Magic. Uh, As you cast this spell, just the same strange kind of hum (sighs) comes over you and you realize what she's doing. She's working with Abjuration Magic. Um, Mm -hmm. Whatever she's doing at this table. Cool.
3: Um, That's your thing, right? I'm Divination technically, but I do love Abjuration. Everyone at I think it's spring loves it because we tried too many evocation spells on each other.
5: <laughs> 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 Makes sense.
3: Yeah, Mallory, what are you working on? What kind of shield magic
0: or abdurate Like, this looks very interesting. Yeah, she just looks at you. She does brighten up and seem to kind of like get a little wiggly when you mm-hmm. ask her. This is this is just the leftovers from how I made your fire resistance spells. Fascinating. I just have to clean up. Cool. You think you could work up some anti-blindness potions, baby?
1: Darling, dear. Ma'am, it took a full day to make those potions for you. Looks like we're sitting around for ten waiting on Isaac's fucking buddy. I also
0: <laughs> don't know how to make. <laughs> I don't know how to make potions to cure blindness. Isaac's just taught me how to make these.
1: Mallory,
3: running in. Would you, by chance, know anything about like the darkness spell?
0: No, nothing like that. I like I like uh, I like flashy
2: spells. Flashy spells, flashy spells.
1: I reckon. uh... I really don't want to wait around for ten days. What time well, is it?
4: We need to do some research. Yeah, we, okay. yeah, we got
1: things to do. We got to go, to go see that see.
4: Yes. about the goggles potentially. That's That's yeah, I want to
3: go see Thundershell. Okay. Library. Thundershell.
0: Library. Yeah.
4: Are you
3: friendly with
0: Kygerts, Isaacs? I I I know of them. You mentioned them when you came here. Mm-hmm. Friendly, a stretch, but. Well, do you have any way of communicating to them quickly? I could send a. Uh, messenger bird with a stone so that we could contact them, if that works for you. Well, the stone will really? allow us to be able to talk to them yes. freely? Uh, as long as you're here, yes.
2: Like, remember a girl from the front desk? Oh, she got yeah. all those stones.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do oh, you think that <laughs> we could...
2: They call me I'm a must-stone.
3: Isaacs, I would love to take you up on that. Could I have the other stone? Uh, yes. Uh, it, it won't work
0: until uh, they have theirs, but I, I, I can... I mean,
3: I'm happy to wait for...
0: I can you alert you as it. soon as it uh, reaches them, and as soon as we...
2: Uh, connect Is it stones. too heavy for an owl to carry? Uh,
0: the stone is oh, no like bigger keep, than...
2: Uh, I'll let him send his bird. Oh, okay.
0: Keep boring. Yeah. Sure. Well, I only have to work on overtime. Yeah, so he, Isaacs oh. is going to take care of this sending stone for all of you. Okay, cool. And then awesome. I have a sending stone the other way. I just think the owl
4: is one. a little smart. Well, he's, he, has, like to to, yeah, he, he has, has to keep it to...
0: Yeah, he has to keep it. it to do the ritual and to make the connection uh, okay. and all uh, So stuff. we may not yeah. even be at his house at the time. Right. This can take some time, you understand. It's not a quick thing to set up a connection this far away, but once it's set up, it should prove useful.
1: To the library! Bye, Isaac, I love you. And I kiss this little dragon right on his little cute-ass little motherfucking snout.
0: Yeah, he, he gives you a little chirp and a purr. Does he make
2: us feel happy? Yeah,
0: he likes it. He got, you guys are all filled with love. Do you guys want to go to the library or to see Shout first? I'm going to go see Thundershout. You're splitting it up? Yes,
1: 1st I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Callista. Okay, if Callista, if the three of us ride on the buffalo, can we get there quicker?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Ride the yeah. buffalo.
5: Yeah.
0: You have to there's a hundred arrows on there.
1: Um,
3: before I leave, I'm gonna hand my blue dragon scale to Mallory and be like, this is a blue dragon scale. See if you can just play around with some abjuration stuff with this.
0: Yeah. Just have she, all the fun you want. She takes it really quickly and yeah. she's like I can do whatever I want with this. You can. Then I will. Thank you. And uh, she just puts it in her pocket and goes over and continues yeah. cleaning up. After, but the... you do have to tell me everything that you did and what you discovered.
2: Fine. I'm so jealous. Wait, of right, your right. Friendship I try. With I her. put my hand out for a shake.
0: Uh, yeah, she, she just holds her little hand out. She has a little tiny hand and she shakes okay. it daintily and then pulls like your away really are quickly.
4: Probably
0: the same size. Yeah, no, well, true. no, gnomes have big heads and hands. It's weird. Oh, okay. They're weird looking guys.
2: I want to be friends with her. How do I do it? What are you doing? How are you being so cool right now? Adelaide and
0: Arwal are going to Thundershout, mm-hmm. and Guy, Callista, and Patches are going to the library. Yeah, all right. And let's sounds like
3: it. they might get there first because of the buffalo.
0: Sure, yeah. So you guys all get on the buffalo.
3: And there's Patches all... is weird about. Being seen like riding through town on a buffalo with two other people on the
0: buffalo. Hey, I for what's worth, you should be weird about that. <laughs> 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 yeah, that? I'm turquoise bracelet. Yeah. You guys are up first. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. So you guys would know, you guys would know exactly where to go. Um, Smithies, unlike other stores that are kind of enclosed in, in brick and mortar, they sit outside so that they can air out that hot, uh, just like smoke and air that's coming out of it. Um, you see a stout dwarf with graying hair just pushing down on this plume to blow this fire though what little red remains bursts through like hot embers from that uh, just graying hair that he has all over him. It just looks like his red hair is kind of like on fire underneath that. His hair and beard are both pulled into multiple braids around his face and the back of his head. He constantly is wearing this dirty apron and his apron is full of different like strange tools and he wears an expression of strain and exhaustion as the both of you like walk up here and you can just see it in his body. He just kind of seems weary as he's just like pushing on this. to keep the embers. Oh my gosh, blur. it's so
2: good to see you again. I think you made my pins for my friends. Hey,
0: good to see you again, lass. Um, I see you're wearing the pins I made.
2: <laughs> oh my God, we love them. Thank you so much. It did uh, you should love
0: them. Too. Finally crafted. How
2: did you know him? I didn't realize I did until just right now. <laughs> I bought my pins from him. <laughs> The pins oh, that we're all wearing our friendship pins! I love you. don't remember
3: names either.
2: Uh, I well, mean, as long as you know the faces, right? I'm
0: standing right here. Uh, <laughs> the name's The name's Dandre. Thundershout. Dandrill Thunder Shout. Thunder I'm fucking dandruff. Thunder Dick. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Juniper berries uh, I, don't I, don't I don't
3: know Scottish people Listen to this uh, Damn, uh, Americans are fucking assholes
4: Seer Scotland sorry Hey guys we, we released our That's first episode
0: really and Everyone is suing us ours. Blue Apron the I'm, Scottish
4: I'm
2: <laughs> I'm Claire McCray, sorry. I'm And Bethesda <laughs> uh,
0: I see you're a fan of my work
2: yeah, look, just like him. I assume you're
0: here for something else And you brought a friend who wears a pin? I made that.
2: Yeah, this Beautiful. is a part of my group.
0: Aye, you've got an eye for good work.
2: We uh, would like to commission, possibly, if it's possible, another sort Anything's of...
0: Anything's possible, Vass. I
3: love that sentiment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> another sort of uh, technical thing we can use. Um, you've obviously seen the plumes of smoke.
0: Hi. Not as black as the ones coming from my kiln, though. <laughs> I mean, you've obviously heard about
3: everyone coming back blinded and burned. Mm. Aye.
2: So, have you ever made uh, dark vision goggles, something like that, before?
0: I've, re- I've equipped the lenses into things people could see in the dark, of course.
2: We need something like probably what you use when you look in the forge, that it doesn't blind you. Do you have any- You're here like to that?
0: buy a welder's mask.
2: Uh, maybe. maybe something a little oh, stronger.
0: Aye. Uh, a thunder shout takes on any project. This should be of no consequence and easily handled. Uh, how many you need?
2: Five, preferably. Same as the <clears throat> pins. Preferably.
0: Five. I'll put uh, two layers of the glass in it, uh, if it, you need it to be extra strength. For five, let's call it 35 gold pieces.
2: For each or f- total? For all. Oh, I would love that. You are if such you think a great these line are
4: of a <laughs> I Great love prices. Idea. Would you be able
2: to look, look into like
0: the direct <laughs> sun? I look into the kilns of my fire with my welder's mask made myself, and is uh, that brighter than the sun? Could it's I bright has it? it.
5: All
0: right. He picks up a welder's mask and he hands it to you. and He's like, "Take a look for yourself."
5: Okay.
0: Uh, and as you put this mask on, you look up toward the sun, and you notice like everything is black around you except just a small white dot that doesn't hurt your eyes at all. That just seems to be sitting in the middle of the sky. And you're going to make this stronger. Twice as strong.
2: Easily. This is such a good idea. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. For 35 gold?
3: Yeah. Heck yeah. Adelaide paid the man.
5: <laughs> uh. <laughs> You can just walk away.
2: <laughs> he man. Adelaide already paid
0: for her tattoo. tattoo. No,
2: what I was going to say is I'm obviously irresponsible with money, so I'm going to pay the tattoo.
0: <laughs> and you're kind of my student, sort of. These will be done by the afternoon.
3: Absolutely. What a, what
0: Give me two hours have, yeah. time. Right, um, so you pay him thirty-five gold, Adelaide. Yes, I do. Yeah. Great. Uh, thank you, uh, Daniel. Uh, don't mention it. I'll see you in two hours. All right, you three. I used my
2: gold to buy a tattoo, some friendship pins, and now some goggles. (laughs) Hell yeah,
0: I'm doing great. (laughs) You're really good at Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, What would you three like to do? Uh,
4: Well, we're going to the library. Sure.
0: So just below the castle, as you are walking up, it's above the arena. And what's really interesting about this library is where a lot of the buildings are kind of smashed together in Raven's Bluff. They're all really close. The library sits alone. And as that road kind of becomes steeper and steeper up toward the castle near the Earthfast Mountains, there is a cliff that kind of overlooks the entirety of Raven's Bluff that the castle sits on. And on the edge of that cliff, the library actually sits and it overlooks all of it and it Mm -hmm. overlooks the Dragon's Reach. And as you go to this building, um, there's nothing incredible about it, like like, uh, spires or anything specifically, but it has enormous ornate windows, all of them colored and colorful. And in just the dead center of one, see a stained glass book that looks like it has been opened. The text seems illegible but you know.
3: Did we walk past the clerical circle. Yeah,
0: as you, you didn't walk past the clerical circle, but as you're coming up this hill you notice that there is a cleric who's riding a wagon down and it seems like his leg is in a cast. (laughs) And just hit, hit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he's grumbling, he's grumbling, yeah, he's grumbling and he's just like massaging his leg. He's just like running his hands up and down his leg as he massages it. Guy
3: can't help you now.
0: Uh, (laughs) Is there a person running the library?
1: There's like a yeah. yeah cuss, it's
4: completely unmanned.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just empty. Do whatever you want. I piss in the books and shove. Stop it. Yeah. No, there is a there is a male human. He's standing at a really big ornate desk. It looks like it's made of marble. Actually, it's just really nice. It's really intricate. All of the bookshelves. As you walk into this place and you swing these doors wide open, you can just see how many books and just like the sheer weight of the place and all the knowledge that's in here. You can see, unlike Cagert's, there are actually like sages, and they have books piled into their hands. All of these look neatly organized, and you can see people walking back and forth with carts. It seems like some places in this library are actually caged off, and that you need certain restricted access to get into those places. But as you walk forward, uh, there is a man standing there. His hair kind of sits on the top of his head, just like overly curly and tight. Um, he, has, he has really gaunt features. And he's just kind of looking around all the time, and his eyebrows are just like really high up, <laughs> just looking
4: around. socks
0: Yeah. Bitter beard. You noticed? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but he's just like, uh, yes, hello.
4: Hi. Hi. We're here to do some research on behalf of the council. And I just sort of cross my hands on the counter so we can see my... Yeah, and he's like,
0: oh, uh, a moment. And he reaches down into something and he pulls a key out. And he doesn't hand you that key. He uses that key and he walks back toward an office and opens something else. Seems like he pulls a key out of there and he walks it over to you. And he's like,
4: "Mm, you'll be needing this. Thank you very much. Let me know if I can be of assistance. You can, I'm sure. This is actually our first visit to the library. We're relatively new. I am looking for both... A section on history, particularly related to epic tragic events that have happened in history, as well as um, lore books. I'm sure uh, there's going to be in different sections.
1: I'd like to find some books about, uh, like, an encyclopedia of uh, powerful beasts, potentially, mm, or yes. or just animals. All so uh,
0: vague asks uh, so far uh, would you uh, all like to be more specific and maybe I could help you? Instead of everything, imagine it's in. Categories, Subjects. Uh, not all history is in one place, not all lore is in one place, but if you're looking for something like mm, making a boat, all our books on boats are in the same place. Dragons. Okay, yeah. Ah, of course. Dragons. Yes. yes. Ah, good man.
4: Um, um, Tearfall. Second. Oh, uh, I, I don't. Uh, Maybe in the lore section.
0: Oh, perhaps. Uh, I, I know that I can uh, direct you toward dragons.
4: They're related. Oh,
0: well, then perfect. Uh, second story on the left. Look at the
4: Ds. <laughs> the Ds. First time in uh, a library, a I imagine. That you're um, not used to first it. First time in this <laughs> particular library. Uh, yes. first the last one we were in was not so organized. I'm impressed.
0: Well, the second story has to do with lores, beasts, and histories. Uh, Ds is where you'll find the dragons on that particular floor. Oh, second floor,
4: you. You. Um Also, just um, as an aside, um, your epics, your poetry.
0: Actually, not far from here. You're on the right track right now. They're all on the first floor, uh, looking for Fictions? uh, Non-fictions?
4: Um, yes. (laughs) Ah. Fictions Um, on the left
0: behind me, and he turns around to his left. He says, (laughs) Fictions on the left, non-fictions on the right.
4: How did you categorize Xander's latest?
0: Ah, we have those on display right now. Um, Of
4: course
0: you do. He's a a resident of Raven's Bluff. Very proud of him. Mm. uh Where are they? Ah, uh, and he points, and even before all of those sections, you can see his books, oh five God. of them on display. There it is great. Yeah. Thank, thank you up. so much. Ah, no problem. And if I can be of assistance to you, let me know. And he just goes back to shuffling through things, and he seems to have a lot of index cards he's flipping through, and he's looking at certain things. Uh, he's putting books on a cart, but he just kind of turns his attention away from you and seems just to be I just go to the display
4: and put one of my little sheets in each of the copies of his index <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm not there, but I'm thinking, Thalros
3: was a shitty librarian. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, he that's wasn't what bad. He's now. He only had that job because of his mommy.
1: Can I search for like uh, an encyclopedia-ish volume of yeah. dragons? Yeah. Are you guys all going up? Do you yeah. To, go the, to, the, to the beasts and
4: whatnot, and yeah, that's all on, on the same floor, to... right? Well, yeah, yes, the beasts and the lore and dragon stuff was all together.
0: Do you guys want to look for anything like hyper-specific? I just want to look for... Because like you'll, an... like, you'll find, like, history of dragons, mm-hmm. bestiaries mm-hmm. of dragons, lore of dragons, things like that. Um, beast, but if you're looking... Is it <laughs> a bestiary going to... A bestiary would tell you, like, a, about their nature of them. Like, not as much lore and history, but, like, here's how like the they Witcher. act in the... Yeah, yeah, here's how they act in nature. Here's how well, they breed, Here's hormones. how... Okay, sure. You're able to find one. Cool. Um, it looks like this. Holy fuck!
4: That looks just like a Dungeons and Dragons monster manual from Wizards of the Coast. Interestingly
0: enough, all the books in this library about beasts look just like that. <laughs> when, I, when I open the
1: book, does it seem to have like an like a list of like ice, space, dragons? Fire dragons, any of that sort of shit, or is it? Yeah, it has
0: it has it has many lists of dragons. It has uh, black dragons, blue dragons, green dragons. Their uh, HP, their AC, yeah. Red
4: dragons, challenge ratings. Yeah. Can
0: I just like
1: skim this volume to see if there is any fucking mention of a of an of a ability which causes blindness?
0: Well like, an investigation as you're looking through this. Hmm. Uh, Um, and that would be uh, nine as you're reading through this the only thing that you really that really like catches your eye is a black dragon it seems they have acidic breath and you think that maybe they could like burn your eyes out with that and
1: so can I can I look through again and see if I can find any dragon that has an ability that that has some sort of really bright light when it like
0: breathes fire or whatever the fuck absolutely I'll let you roll one more investigation alright come on Nat Fucking twenty. Are you serious? Yeah. Nice. So you're just like, no, fuck that. That can't be right. Uh, nice. And you go back in here. You you would you don't think that anything that the dragons do innately or are born with can do this to people? You do know that certain dragons, especially golden dragons, can create something called a frightful presence. Which they can cause strike fear into any of their opponents and cause them to believe whatever they want to believe they see. In addition to that, you would also know that dragons—they're very intelligent creatures and they do possess the capability to learn spells that they don't know innately. So, like, they're hyper-intelligent creatures that can like go out and seek other magics and learn other things. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like something they're born with the ability to do. I want
5: yeah, to go to the fiction
3: again. section. Yeah. Okay. I want
0: to go like see if there are any
3: fictitious books about dragons in uh, that section.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you are able to find a few. One in particular is written by Ebiran Scholars that you are able to find. It's in the fiction section and it's about dragons.
3: Ebiran Scholars? Iberian. um I want to... is there, is there like an index? In that book?
0: No. Oh. It seems like uh I mean you're in the fiction section, so a lot of these scenes more like they seem more like epics and novels and sure. things like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
3: Can I, I just want to like quickly skim through it and sure. just maybe see if I see any
4: uh an investigation. Okay.
3: Where it's about maybe like a tear fall or like who can say? You know?
4: Just anything in referencing a one oh, with man. the god.
3: I think I literally don't even know how to flip the book. And what did you roll? <laughs> the <But> now what? <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. you, you, you open this book, down. and you're like, this isn't even about dragons, and you just like close it and put it back on the shelf. You drop it as you reach for it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to pick it I'm up. I'm not leaning down <laughs> to pick that shit up.
0: Yeah, and your tattoo's <laughs> like...
4: <laughs> Would you like to do anything, Galista? Uh, yeah, thought? I'm still in the sort of lore section, and I want to look for anything that has, like, like the oldest looking thing I can find that's, like, old wives' tales Ooh, and That's real specific.
0: Myths. Roll yeah. me investigation for some specific books. Okay. Come on, baby. Good. Ooh. What is it?
2: Like it was a nat 18, 18. Ooh, so. nat 18. nat <laughs> yeah, 18, my
0: favorite.
4: Plus, and plus my one for investigation is a 19. Wow.
0: Mm. Though you don't know Patches has found one, mm-hmm. you find an old, tattered book. It looks like at one point maybe there were dragon scales uh, kind of drawn into the front of it or etched into it or something. This book is also by Eberian scholars titled Primordials, Dragons, and Demigods.
3: Then I wander over
4: Did to the picture yeah. book, Patches? That's good.
0: I don't even know if it had pictures in it. <laughs> I didn't even open That's it. Great.
4: So I just want to open it and flip
0: through it and okay. see. My... Yeah. Um, as you're flipping through it, are you looking for anything particular?
4: Um, anything that looks like it references Tearfall specifically okay. or wars between the gods and dragons yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll, uh... and also radiant damage. <laughs>
0: uh, roll, Roll an investigation for me.
4: Nice. So that's the investigation again, so that's the yeah. seventeen.
0: Nice. Uh, you are able to find quite a bit in this book. Uh, though you know it's a book about lore, and it's not necessarily a historical recounting of it. You see that the Oops. tear fall... It seems like it was actually the actions of something this book calls the Batrachi, B-A-T-R-A-C-H-I. As the Batrachi were losing their war against the Titans, they performed a powerful summoning ritual and released several primordials from their ancient prisons. A primordial known as Asgarath, the World Shaper, determined to destroy the world if she couldn't control it, threw an ice moon at the planet and created the Sea of Fallen Stars which is located directly beside Dragon's Reach. A similar event happened many millennia later that was referred to as the Tearfall, when many dragon eggs fell from the sky across Faerun on an unusual year-long meteor rain, after the dragon population was greatly reduced in number. And from having this book, that's all you're able to glean from it?
4: I'd like to take it back down to the desk. Sure. And I just want to ask if they have a checkout policy.
0: Oh, um, he looks at your ring, for and, counsels. uh,
4: d- did you need the key? Actually, we ended up not needing to get into any of the specific sections. Um, just we're knowing gonna... what we were looking for, would you suggest any of those that we should have looked through? Everybody not necessarily, no. Was out here. Uh,
0: usually if you need the key for any sections, uh, you were sent here on a specific errand. Uh, I see you found a book.
4: I did. Hmm. I'd love to spend some more time with it if I could take it and return it when we're done. You're a representative? Take it.
0: Bring it back when you're ready.
4: Fabulous. Thank you so much. Can of I take this
0: dragon book Not too? That's required. Uh, a
4: bestiary of dragons? Yeah, of course.
0: Kickin ass. Easy to come by. Mm-hmm. Alright, I'm down to leave the library if you don't think there's... Yeah, fuck it. Right.
4: Okay. We can always come back <laughs> later. Okay. We can come that's back any time if we need to. Yeah, we got- so I, I'll return the key. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. Uh, just... Bring the books back whenever you're ready. Of
4: course, thank you. He just
0: takes the key that. back and he puts it in and he mm-hmm. locks it with one key and then brings that key up and puts it in a safe. Yeah, it took you guys some time in the library and you all are coming back to Shout And, and uh, you know, about that same amount of time, uh, the goggles are ready. And...
2: that's <laughs> <laughs> lots. You did a great job with these goggles. Is the sun still up?
0: The sun is still up.
2: Can I put on these goggles and yeah. try to look and at the you have
0: them, and they're not like, it's not like a welder's mask. It's literally like, like biker goggles, and you can put them on, and they just nice. cover your eyes completely. You just put, like, two lenses in each of them, and when you put them on, it, like, blacks out everything. Like, even the sun just seems like a little white dot in the sky. We're so ready. Steampunk (laughs) as fuck. So we can't see shit walking around with these things on. You can barely see the sun in these things.
2: If you have two layers of uh, goggles on these things, do you have to always have two layers? Like, are they welded together? Or can you...
0: You didn't, uh you didn't pay for thundershout work not to get something of fine craftsmanship. And he reaches to the side and pulls it. And as he does, two of the lenses come out on each side and you can see it just a little bit better. Dude, thank you so
2: much. This is
0: amazing. And I hand him five extra gold.
2: You are my blacksmith and my only blacksmith from now and forever. Unless
3: we're not in this town and you're a blacksmith. <laughs> and, you know, no
0: hard yeah. feelings when just, that happens. And, like, we're
2: not going to talk about that, yeah.
0: though. <laughs> yeah, so I do hand him five gold as a tip. <laughs> ah, and he, he holds it up into the air and he's like, thank you, friend. Oh,
2: you paid five gold for these, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, uh, <laughs> Don't like give to... me an F, no! <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm going to look at the weapons he has sure. and see if there are any swords...
0: Oh, like he definitely has swords.
4: More than one D4 damage. <laughs> yeah, he definitely
0: has he definitely has short swords.
4: I'd like to upgrade my sword.
0: Yeah, for my friends, I'll, I'll give you one for uh, eight gold pieces. Uh, and a short sword can do one D6. It is a finesse weapon, so you can use dexterity instead of strength. Is so, a
3: sling? I don't know if he has one. Is that a dexterity finesse weapon or is that a strength? Like it's de- it's
0: like a it's like a bow. You would use it like you use a bow and arrow
3: um yeah i'm actually interested
0: okay i would like to see if he has a sling uh, of course i have a sling it's just a piece of cloth and you put a metal ball in it and you can throw it at your enemies give him a good knock on the head
3: oh, yeah, i, I happen to ball be bearings. i happen to be proficient in slings
0: a sling only costs one silver piece oh yeah it's I'm literally not... a piece of like, it's like cloth a strap of leather. <laughs> yeah. and uh well i'm gonna
3: ask him so what damage does that do yeah, uh, it does one d four. It's a one d four. Yeah. Um, would that increase if I added a certain type of ammunition? You. If you were able to find something that did that, yeah. I would like to ask him if he has any idea or maybe something I could even construct of the next day uh, for ammunition. It'll cost a pretty penny to
0: make those for you. Well, it's a pretty penny. Oh. Uh, looking at about one silver piece per iron spike ball.
3: How many silver is one gold piece?
0: Oh shit. A silver is, yeah, 10 silver pieces is a gold piece.
3: I would like to do 20 little
0: Caltrop ammunitions. Two gold pieces for my new friends. Friends? I'll let you do plus one damage with the spiky ones. So exciting. It's a good
2: day. Adelaide (laughs) whips out a notebook, and on the top of it, you can see it says friends, and all of your names are on there, and then she adds his name on there, and then in quotations, Mm. blacksmith.
1: What do you guys want to do now?
2: Did you find anything at the library? I did. I was gonna say, let's share what we learned. Yeah, let's do it. Let's try out some goggles. Let's. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah. Yeah, we we walk blindly through the streets in our day vision goggles and read everything. (laughs) And I tell them all about what I learned about the original war with the gods and titans and how the Betraki summons stuff. The titans.
1: (laughs) I tell them about the 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 dragons. I think that are causing the bullshit
4: dragon eggs falling from the sky That's fascinating. Um, I'm curious to yeah. know if the Batrocchi dragon still exists <laughs>
2: Is it possible though to get a little bit close to the like maybe just like get on the ship and go kind of close and see if we can see a little more with the goggles I mean, without approaching it? I also
3: I mean we have Ori who can just go and <laughs> well, it, it's blinded
2: blind. it's
3: fine it's I mean funny. I love her but I can just you know resummon her whole
5: Oh.
1: Creepy <laughs> Alright, I say we go to, I mean, I say we go to the, um, I say we go to the Raven ship and go barreling blindly into this.
2: Drink all our potions, just drive right into it. <laughs>
1: Level, Level
5: two. two. <laughs>
3: Next
0: week, we, we can can get dice.
2: This. Meet our new character.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we are all dead. <laughs> Level two, what um, it knew. If only we had had a nutritious meal, like from Blue Apron.
1: <laughs> As our last meal, we
0: like Blue Apron. <laughs> choy, and steak. Yes, please. Cheeseburgers
3: wow. with a hobby Cheese Peace, <laughs> West, mushroom, <laughs> burgers.
2: I would like to talk to Maltark. I would like to get on that ship. I would like to go close, but not too close to the plume of smoke. See if we can see more with our goggles. See if Ori can see more. Do a little scouting mission. Go on an adventure. Get some sea breeze in. You know, tan a little bit. And then go home. Oh, I like. say
1: we roll down to the ship to yeah. check it out. Yeah. yeah.
2: Just get a little skirt little around the island. Let's do like I'm a recon. So yeah. Question, yeah, Dragon's kind of Reach, mission. can you get there by boat? Or do you have to walk to Dragon's Reach?
0: Dragon's Reach is a body of water. Dragon's Reach is a, it's the sea that is, oh, like, touching a... oh, so Raven's Bluff.
2: Either way, we should get in the boat. Yeah, Let's we should get absolutely the <laughs> To the
0: boat! <laughs> all right. You guys all walk down to Port 11 after, with all your goggles around your necks and your rings on your yes! fingers and your potions at your side. Um, awesome. Are there you still ball bearings around? Tattoos. Oh, like at the gate? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah, love yeah. Love you know, see, You're so going to collect, you know, like, 50 or so? No, or you're not. What? Hang on. You're going to collect... 30.
3: <laughs> I collect 30 yeah.
0: ball bearings Which is since I I've spent 300.
2: 300. Can I pick up seashells while you're picking up ball bearings?
0: <laughs> totally. You do whatever you want. You guys walk to port 11. The chatter of a crowd can be heard loud and clear as you come into these ports during the day. It seems that despite the Midsummer Festival, the people of the ports are still hard at work during the day. Unloading ships, calling orders to crew, repairing anything needed. The merchants are obviously eager to pay for their wares and get them to the festival as soon as possible. You can see them sitting with money at the end of the ships, ready to barter with all of their paperwork out. It would seem that even some entertainers have also used these ships as a means of transportation to get here. As they're unloading, you can see them with tents on their back, with instruments at their sides, with uh, interesting beasts that they they're kind of pulling off of these ships. But as you come to Port 11, Patches is over there picking up his ball bearings. You see a ship made with beautiful dark wood, and it looks even more beautiful during the day. You notice that that mage's lighthouse is just as bright during the day as it is at night. Um, This ship has enormous sails with a raven with outstretched wings on every single one. There are ornamental ravens atop each of the posts on this. The bow is adorned with a huge... Woodcut Raven, with its wings folded back to encompass most of the front of the ship, as you all come up to it, a man with unkempt salt and pepper hair and beard walks up to the side of it. Uh, he wears dull, a uh, dull red cloth that's tied around his neck uh, like a scarf, and he keeps one hand on his belt as he walks up. He wears a large leather coat like a duster with oversized buttons and cuffs on them. So, uh, I'm Maltark. Reckon I know who you all are.
4: Um, so Maltark, we're just going out to look around this time. Just so you know.
0: Mind if we
1: take the dancing raven out for a beautiful little spin around the... My ship's, the Lord's
0: ship, is your ship. Climb aboard. Best of luck to you. I'll take you as close as I can get.
4: Maltark, have you taken the other adventurers out that have tried this?
0: Everyone. How close did you drop them off? I'll give you a lifeboat. Let you go out as close as you want. Not taking my ship and crew that close to- What
4: your experience has been with this? Have you seen anything? The
0: closest I've gotten just looks like the sun setting in the middle of the day or at night. And the closer you get, brighter it gets. Strange phenomena.
4: Indeed. It seems to be like Hmm. on the 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 island, above.
0: Oh, no island, ma'am.
4: No, oh, it's just out in the middle of the water. Seems to be. Wow, okay.
0: There are a few other people on the ship. It isn't Mm -hmm. only Malturk, he has a small crew. Um, if you care to write them down, uh, you can, but there is a physician named Simon. There is a woman who constantly has an hourglass and sits in the crow's nest. Uh, she introduces herself as Alice. And an then An hourglass. A spyglass. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, a spyglass. There's also a dwarven man, uh, very loud, and he wears a big duster with many scarves all around his neck. His name is Brizzle. Brizzle? Brizzle, But it's about a half day's journey out to this place. The journey there goes very uneventfully. Uh, Maltark seems like a skilled captain, and though his crew is small, it seems his ship is built for speed and efficiency more than it is built for shipping things back and forth. So you all are able to get out here pretty quickly. This plume of smoke where you're standing now looks enormous like it's just pouring out from this, a day and a half out, and the sun is just kind of glistening off of the water, and the closer you get to this, you realize, about half a day, and as you get closer to this source, you notice that at the bottom of it, it's almost like something is burning there, and it gets brighter and brighter as you get closer and closer, and as this plume of smoke is just kind of stretching into the sky before you, as high up as you can see from this point, Maltart, gets. Uh, he calls a few orders out to his crew, he turns the ship completely sideways to it, brings it to a stop, and drops anchor. You want to get any closer, you'll take a lifeboat. I'm not be risking my crew to go any closer to that. I don't think we need to get close. During this time, could I have done a short rest? Yeah, absolutely. Have
1: you guys seen a volcano
3: before? Is this like a no? -no -no? (laughs) Do y'all think this might be like a smoke signal for something above us?
2: Possibly. Can I put on my goggles and like look towards it and see if like slowly pan towards
0: it. So you put your goggles on and as you do, you look over and you notice that that source of light, it's not quite as bright. It just seems like there's a point of natural daylight and you can tell putting on these goggles, that the water, like where you would look at it, it would be so bright, it's almost like a white dot where it's sitting, like looking directly at the sun and it would burn little circles into all of your eyeballs. When you put these goggles on, you realize that even from this distance, it seems like the water from all sides of the sea is pouring in toward it and then going down and into it.
2: Ooh, guys, Mm. it looks almost like a whirlpool, Water's pouring into it. Look with your goggles. Look, you Try out your goggles. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Try out. Yeah, so you're all able to see
0: this. And it's not like a whirlpool I that's swirling. It's a
4: current if it's not pulling the ship towards it.
0: Uh, it is not pulling the ship toward it. And oh. where you, you guys see it, and it seems like it's not a whirlpool. The water around it isn't swirling. It's almost just like walls of water. Like it's been oh. separated from this place.
4: So Maltark, the others that have gone um. out, went in their boats, got blinded, and somehow came back. True. How?
0: Got a lot of rope on my ship.
4: Mm. So you just haul the boats back in? After
2: you Pull them
0: in. There. They okay. usually don't get more than 200 feet past this point.
2: You seem like you okay. explore this area often. Before all of this went down, was this just plain sea out here?
0: Yeah. All the way to the other side. The The first reports of it were a uh, whole crew blinded by it, burned by it. Uh, many of them died. I'll... Shoot an arrow. I'll try to shoot an arrow
3: at it and see what happens.
0: Just roll an attack at it. See how close you get, because it's pretty far away. Like, this is incredibly far away, as a matter of fact. Okay.
3: That's a 14.
0: Yeah, uh, with the 14, you fire this arrow, and you're trying to get it directly into the center of it. And interestingly enough, as far as you can see this arrow go, it just seems to sail. Uh, it's so far out that eventually just the small frame of the arrow disappears, but it doesn't seem like anything like happens to it. It doesn't bounce off of anything. It just seems to sail toward the destination.
2: So we don't want to try to get a little closer. Like, we could even tug on the roof. Um, do you have,
0: to so these these little rafts that you have... Um, how many do you have? We have a, a few wooden lifeboats on the side. Should be able to. One of them should fit all of you perfectly fine. Yeah, on each side uh, of his ship, he has two lifeboats that are just kind of hanging there by some rope. Would you mind if I used one of them to try something? Absolutely not. That's what they're there for. What
2: are you doing, Pat? What something are you trying? Yeah,
0: talk to us. I
3: take one of my. I take my lantern, and I sit it on one of the lifeboats,
0: uh-huh.
3: and I want to like push the raft out to see, and it has a lantern on it and Mm -hmm. I'm going to put my goggles on and see what happens.
0: So you can see where this wall of water kind of sits and it's almost a perfect circle. It's kind of hard to tell how big it is, but the closer that boat gets, the more you realize just how big this opening is. Uh, as this boat gets smaller and smaller and they're just like letting out this rope and it seems like almost an endless supply of it and it's coming up from they have grates in the top of this where water can kind of pour in and they can get it out and the rope just seems to be coming up from there they're calling down to these men and they just like keep letting this rope out and this boat gets really far out there and as it reaches the edge of this it just stops and it doesn't get pulled down into it it doesn't do anything and it just comes to a slow stop on the edge of it
4: and looking up, is yeah. the the smoke column coming from this point of light? It is coming from the point of light. It's like it's actually burning.
0: So
1: I roll up to the crow's nest, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Hey, Alice, I'm Guy." Uh, they said that you had like a like a telescope or a, a little like a
0: yeah, um, yeah. She has a big brimmed hat with bright red hair, and she's just smiling at you. Uh, be my guest.
1: Awesome. So I take it and I take the little um, goggle and mm-hmm. I put it at the end of the lens.
0: Yeah. So, so cool. I don't know actually how far those are able to see. So I'm just going to say like a thousand feet, right? Cool. Uh-huh. Me. So yeah, you look through this telescope and as you do, you can't see all the way over the edge of this but you can, you have your goggles on yeah. You can clearly see right. uh, you yeah. can clearly see a small source of light sitting on the edge of where this water is going into it. And what's really unsettling about it is you can clearly see this circle and where this water is going into it, but past that, it's just black all from that point, except for like a really tiny speck of light that's coming from just outside of that. It looks like this actually goes pretty far down, but like from up here in the crow's nest, you're not even able to see at a steep enough angle to see like where this might go. I'm like, thanks,
1: just checking some shit out. And then I go back down to the crew and tell them what I saw.
2: And it's black smoke? So it's not like water vapor.
1: No, it's black smoke. Hmm. I say, I mean, I say, (laughs) we, we just go down the hole. Right now? I want to go down the hole because I... Don't want to do this voice anymore and want to roll a new character. No, I'm still all over.
0: Yeah, Buffalo's like on the ship with you. Just
2: like... Okay, do we want to do a with little recon, euros. take the spyglass, go out in a boat, get a little closer, see if we can see better? I would down the be wall. willing to
1: do that. If Alice would let me borrow her spyglass, I would like to go out on the boat with my gogglies on and see if I can see anything even weirder. Does Personal anybody want to like go
0: with?
2: I would no. like to. <laughs> they start, you hear this, you hear this
0: big crank like and the boat just kind of starts coming back toward yeah. the ship. Yeah. I
3: ask one of the, like, the crew guys, uh, how far away was the boat? Well, uh, the,
0: uh, the dwarf Brizzle looks to you and he's just like, ah, boat probably out about 900 feet, 900 feet of rope. We almost ran out, matter of fact.
4: Everybody's made it past
2: 200. Are you guys, if you're going out. Well,
0: the boat's always come back fine.
2: And the boat's not getting burned. Oh, nope. really? Not scorched, brown, smelly, anything?
0: Nope. That's
1: all we gotta do is you cover the of... <laughs> <laughs> magic?
2: Well, we have the potions. We have the goggles. What are we waiting on?
1: That's true. Let's go to I the thing. Almost feel
2: like we should take the potions and goggles and go.
0: I wanna do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go in this scary hole. <laughs> <laughs> I have said that.
3: Quite a we times. have the potions. We have the goggles.
2: You want to do more recon, or you want a Yolo swag go?
3: What what would be? What else would we be waiting on? Like, what could we That's possibly how I get? Feel. A fucking letter ain't keeping me from going down it. I scratch Ori's hole. head and I'd be like, Let's I go. want her to fly. Let's go. Let's fucking do it. Let's
1: do the thing. We're Let's gonna. Do it. Are you gonna send I'm Ori up? I'm sending first? Ori
3: up. I yeah, and okay. I'm having Ori fly. You just see like a uh, tuft of smoke, like. Oh, God. So, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, it's okay. We can
3: bring it so back. Yeah, she's, she flies yeah. We still um, got a buffalo and steam. Yeah, I'm um, flying it, yeah, toward...
0: The, yeah, um, yeah, goggle lifts and uh, potion-less. Lori did. flies out here. What's her HP?
3: Oh, nothing.
0: It's three. Oh, yeah, she actually does go like... Poof, <laughs>
4: like, is she flies over this hole? She's like burst into flames and Already disappears. goes at one point. <laughs> but did he get to see anything first? Yeah. She's
0: looking down and she starts to freak out, and you can see her wings starting to light up. Uh, but if you want to roll perception to see if she saw anything else,
3: yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that was thirteen good. and a so eighteen.
0: 21 yeah her super sensitive allies are able to see into this the only thing that you really notice before she gets so close that whatever magic is out there starts to affect her is that it looks like the smoke is actually coming from the surface of the water and it's not coming from deeper inside of that uh chasm that this water is forming around and then you just start to see her feathers light up and then the next thing you know Uh like you're not seeing through her eyes anymore and it's just like like in the air she just kind of puffs into
3: a ball of smoke Oh, you guys, Ori's gone.
2: <laughs> well, you can bring her back, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I can. Um,
2: goodbye, Ori.
0: Sorry, Ori. I
3: start to get. Yeah, the, get
0: the, heat, the, the heat waves coming off of her wings were real ones this
3: So time. it seems like just getting there is the hard part. Yeah. And
1: once you're there, you're
2: you in can... the eye of the storm. Who knows? Possibly.
1: Well, do Did you think, think that we, we ought to take the thing. potions of fire resistance and ride a mosey on out there? I think. Yeah, I, I think mean, now or
2: never. Honestly, I think so.
1: We, I mean, like, I mean, we're we'll, not gonna have anything we'll more useful
5: fill, than what
3: yeah, we have. Pretty, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And um, it's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I down my I fire resistance Let's potion. Let's all touch our pins
2: together. Oh, I'll we was can doing do my potion,
3: this. But fire resistance. <laughs> Cheers. I'll do Cheers. I'll do both. Cheers! Cheers!
4: Cheers! Um, Cheers! Very reluctant.
0: <laughs> all your bottles clink together, and you guys just down them. Yeah, <laughs> this is great.
1: I'm excited. Is the boat back yet? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm in the boat, <laughs> dude. Everyone's still yeah, drinking yeah, their yeah, shit. The, You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the buffalo is not Goggles in the boat. On. On. The buffalo's back at port. Oh, the buffalo is not in the boat. Was he? Was he? Did dude, he? The, the buffalo on oh. the boat. But yeah, not he's the on raft. the ra- the dancing raven. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. He's yeah, he's not in the. <laughs> he's on the dinghy. And, oh. and Steve is
1: riding on his back.
0: Oh, Steve came
3: with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna like practice a very loud whistle
0: to be like. Oh, you guys all start burning alive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you guys going for it? Here we go. Yeah. All right. So Buffalo and Buffalo and Steve are both just looking longingly over the side of the ship as you guys all like start to. (laughs) Yeah, Steve's here. Um, So you guys are all starting to go out toward this, and as you do, your skin, the closer you get, just starts to. I mean, like you're sweating and this heat just starts to build on you, but you're well past the point that Ori got to. And as you go through this, it just like it's hotter and hotter. Like you're in the desert and you're able to see over the side of this water as you reach the edge. Your boat comes to a complete stop and you can see that the water isn't pouring down. It Rather, it's like it's been separated and is sitting still, like somebody's formed something in it. And down at the bottom of this, when you look down into it, you can see what looks like just a little piece of land that has been exposed from it. It's really, really small. And in the very center of that, you can see what looks like a cave entrance.
1: Oh, hell yeah. We going into the
3: cave. I take, how far is it down, does it seem? Like it is,
0: uh, it seems like it's about a hundred feet down. Can
2: I try with my quarter staff like to see if there's like a wall or what's keeping this water? I want to like try to so poke around
0: yeah, you're able to poke around and when your staff touches the water and stuff, you're just able to like pull it up like it's, it's in totally water. Normal. So I
3: take another overused item, uh, a ball bearing, <laughs> and I toss it into the hole and yeah, just see it what just falls a hundred feet down. yeah, and it just hits it bing. Rope. How much Option. rope we got? I have 50 feet.
0: I have how much? You you
2: have 25 feet. You have 25 feet rope.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, do you want to tie it? If, I mean, well, it makes sense because you'd have to secure it to the boat. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, no, let's tie it to the bow of the boat. <clears> so the little, there's like a little. I mean, I don't know what we're going to be getting into. Yeah. Um, no, that wait. makes sense. You should roll for that. That makes a lot of sense because you, you're not just trying to get down there. You also probably want to way back up eventually. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Right. Hopefully the makes sense. ship won't leave. Uh, what would that be?
0: Uh, a survival. Survival, yeah, unless yeah. you can think of a way to do like tinker thing with it.
3: I need to rethink this and I'm gonna let y'all, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna figure some shit out. Let's <laughs> okay. just fucking tie our ropes together and yeah, yeah, but that's it. what we're just doing. Like, in. we need to get a way back up and make sure it's secure.
0: Yeah, he's, yeah trying sure, he's trying to make sure he's trying to make sure it's secure enough it. to come back up. Who's good feet. at
4: tying knots, i.e. survival? Wait, I'm
0: real good at survival. I, I just... have a few You see uh Arwell struggling to get this knot tied on this boat. He just can't seem to get it tied enough to where when he tugs on it really hard it doesn't come undone. I help him. Um oh, shit, yeah. Can, can, I, you? can I take one of my like
3: pitons and like slam it into
1: the the boat. I rolled 23 to just fasten that.
0: Yeah, so you just, like, you you get this perfect knot and you tie it, and then, yeah, sure, why not? Patches comes over and just, like, jams this thing into it for some extra security. Uh, But you guys have this rope, and when it goes in the water, it's almost like the, if a rope were to touch a horizontal body of water, it just seems to kind of float on it where it touches, but when it comes out, it just kind of is, like, whipping around wildly, like it would from a chasm. But you guys have this, and it seems like the boat is, like, not going to go over this ledge at all. It seems like it's hitting something, like, there's, like, there's something keeping it from going inside. Are we doing this? Yeah, I'm going yeah. in. I jump yeah. out and grab the rope.
4: It looks that way. That's and head weird. on
0: down. Everybody's climbing down the rope?
4: Yeah. Everyone
0: roll strength check for me real quick. Yeah. 12. So just straight strength? No, uh, no it could be thing, athletic. Right? Ath- it, sorry, when I say Unless that, you... I usually mean athletics. Oh, yeah. OK. Well, we'll, we'll be some then, of you might be. Sorry, 14, that makes more sense because yeah. you get the bonuses. So you can 14, roll 14, athletics. 16. 16 from Guy? 14. 14 from Arwell? 18. 18 from Patches? A four? Ah, what'd you get?
5: Eight.
0: An eight. Yeah, so you three are like off and Guy's like already down there. You guys are ready to go. Well, and then, so then as you guys are going, the rope just catches into the water. And it like, as your end of the rope catches the water, it loses that tension that everybody else has. And it just kind of goes soft and you're like, you lose your grip and you fall from it. And both of you are like uh, plummeting towards. I
3: look at both of them and I cast
0: Feather Fall. Okay. Do you have it as a spell or? It, up to five people you see. You're, really? Yeah. Incredible. Okay, so you just might as well, like, Wait, really? you cast yeah. on uh, everybody. I mean, the three of you notice, except for Guy because he's already down there, you notice that it becomes really easy to climb and as you two are plummeting, like, when you fall from something like in a roller coaster, it takes that breath out of you and all of a sudden it just <gasps> comes back into your body and you turn around and you realize you're not falling that fast after all. Oh. hmm and you see, yeah, you see uh, Arwel with his metal glove kind of extended toward the both of you. Well, I'm kind of like using it, but I'm also like going down <laughs> oh, the
3: with my head so I can go a little bit faster without it yeah. burning Physics
0: my means nothing in this round. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you guys are all standing here. If you look up in this kind of cylindrical chasm of water, you can't see anything above you, not even the sky. It just looks like someone has put a black mantle over the top of where you're sitting. The walls of water around you, they do ripple and they wave like natural water would if it were on the top of the surface. And every once in a while you can see fish and some really strange creatures go by. You see some really ominous shadows far past you, dark and large, and they look like they own this entire sea as they're just like going around. And you can see many other smaller creatures around them. But as you're standing on this small piece of land, you realize that underneath it, it opens much greater. And it seems like you're standing on top of a mountain that is actually a range underneath the sea. There is an entrance in front of you. The door on it seems to be made of stone and it is shut. But everything on this island currently seems to be extremely dry. And that's uh, where we're going to end up. With I feel like we're getting pretty good at leaving our episodes off on cliffhangers. So if you're anything like me, you cannot wait to figure out what's going on next week. Our heroes are face to face with the source of this black plume. They are literally standing on its doorstep and I cannot wait to figure out what's behind that strange door. I hope you'll join me next week when they get into the trenches. We're going to find out a lot. It's gonna be a ton of fun and we're going to have our first guest character which i am very excited about so don't miss out on that guys hit dice pod is sponsored by tabletop loot those guys are freaking awesome. They don't only make awesome dice. They are really active in the community. They are giving to charity. They are doing a lot of good and they're doing it in the name of the game that we love. So show them some love, show us some love and show yourself some love and get a set of freaking dice from them. And I'm going to pay for 15% of it. If you enter the code hit dice pod at checkout, we are enjoying these episodes so much and word on the street is you are too. Take a moment, let us know exactly what you like about the podcast. Leave us a review. It only takes a moment. And last, but certainly not least, thank you so much for joining us. Seriously, guys, it means the world to me. It's so much fun to get to play Dungeons and Dragons. It's my favorite game. It's like my favorite thing to do. And to get to share it with all of you is really special. I want to continue this conversation with you on Twitter. We can talk about my campaign. We can talk about your campaign. We can talk about Dungeons and Dragons. We can talk about anything. Come hit us up at Hit Dice Pod on Twitter. Keep this conversation going. And seriously, guys, join us next week to find out what the source of this black plume is if i could describe it with just a few adjectives it would be perilous mysterious deadly and mm, most importantly i think magical delve into this strange sea chasm with us next week and until then i'll catch you next time adventurers